Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 237. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Look, summer is winding down. School has already started in some parts of the country. The Little League World Series is here. Football is finally underway. And in Washington, the stupid season never ends. And now, the GOP primary season has finally begun. Hooray! Well, that means it's damn sure a time to stay vigilant. Here's the thing. Why are we in this mess? Part of it and a major reason is because how this federal government handed COVID-19 by locking down this economy. It was a mistake. It should have never happened. And in Florida, we led the country out of lockdown. We kept our state free and open. And I can tell you this, as your president, I will never let the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. I watched a GOP debate and the Trump response, so you wouldn't have to. And here's the bottom line, up front, as we'd say in the military, the bluff. On this night, you had two shows on two stages. One was the eventual future of the GOP. No Trump, but a Trump ideologue or two, a woman, multiple people of color, younger people, a few old Christiany white guys, and a moderate or two, in Christie at least. On the other stage was the past and present GOP. It's Trump, all Trump. In all his treachery, disgustingness, and undeniable influence and power. Right now, like it or not, he is the party. And undoubtedly, the favorite to win the nomination. But also, to lose the general. And if he can stay out of jail and stay healthy, he'll most likely be the one up against Biden. Because Democrats are growing in numbers and sophistication. It's true. And more and more Republicans just can't take them anymore. And maybe most of all, because independents are running from Trumpism. And independents are the key to American politics right now, especially in any close race. So eventually, Trump will be gone. But his ideology, his base, and his spirit will live on. And all these other people that you saw on the other stage, all eight of them and many more, they'll all fight to inherit part of it. And it'll splinter. And maybe someone radical like Vivek, definitely more so if he was white, but someone uniquely charismatic like him or like Carrie Lake from Arizona will inherit most of the Trump cult. But it won't be enough to win general elections for the White House or Elections in states that aren't already deep red and very Trumpy. And when he's finally gone, the Republican Party will fracture, maybe into multiple parties. But what we see now, in August of 2023, as Trump's GOP will one day no longer exist. 
but it will probably never be John McCain and Colin Powell's GOP again. It might go back to something respectable again through leaders like Christie and Haley and maybe DeSantis, but I wouldn't hold my breath. But probably more so, the change will come with the next generation of GOP leaders that are rising up that we're not even talking about yet. They might create a new and improved, more socially moderate, more fiscally conservative, more not crazy conservative party. A new, not radical, not ridiculous GOP. And that will be good for Republicans, but even more so, good for America. But all this will only happen for real when Trump dies, which, at 77 years old and eating Big Macs and Diet Coke all day, could happen any day now. So Trump and Trumpism in August of 2023 is like COVID now. He's not shutting down our whole country and killing people in huge numbers every day. The Biden election and January 6th were like the COVID vaccine for our democracy. But even after the vaccine, COVID is not completely gone. It's still around. It will always be around. And it's still a public health threat and a threat to the health of our democracy. It still mutates and takes new forms. It still gets people sick. It still kills people. And some folks have long COVID and will suffer with impacts forever. But it's no longer the priority for the whole country. And over time, if we stay the course and stay vigilant, Trumpism will be a dark and sad and terrible part of our history and one that we can learn many lessons from and hopefully become better and stronger as a nation. But until then, in the GOP right now, it's a game of survivor. And they all want to play the game to increase their standing and power for what might happen if Trump wins the nomination and needs a VP, if Trump goes to jail and is knocked out of the election, or if Trump just one day dies. They're all keeping their powder dry until then. They're all waiting for what eventually happens in all political and social movements, the inevitable changing of the guard. But as of August 23rd, 2023, we're not there yet. So this week, what we saw is one stage that's the future of the GOP. As weird and dumb and ugly as it might be. And on another stage, the past. But also, the present. The mean and nasty and still formidable present. And it'll be that way until it's not. Which could happen any day we wake up and see him locked up or sick or dead. That's our 2023 reality. That's my summary of the GOP's first debate and Trump's first response. And that's my summary to you to stay vigilant. Because right now, even in the later days of summer, stakes is high. And there's another part of our 2023 reality. And it's that our politics are corrupt and broken badly. And that's led by the American political world's number one asshole, 
radical Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. On this show, for many years, I've done an asshole of the week. Well, this guy, Senator Redneck, has won an all-new title, Asshole of the Summer of 2023. Hit the music, Chris. I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane while people behind me are going insane. I'm an All summer long, Senator Redneck has been showing us just how much of a selfish asshole he is. I think if I were to put this in possibly something that the senator would understand is if I were an acting head football coach, uh, nobody would really know how long I was going to be there. Would somebody really follow me? How could I recruit? Would my players stay? Uh, And would it really impact, you know, over a period of time, my ability to win? A lot of that is the same thing with respect to our leadership. I mean, we depend on leaders. Uh, in our uh, in our military, uh, uh, in everything that we do, and having somebody that is a permanent leader confirmed by the Senate uh, is very much uh, a part of our background and what we need uh, out in the field and the fleet right now. That's former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, who is always a voice of clarity, always a conscience. And I'm honored to have called a guest on this show and a friend and a mentor, but he always breaks it down. Senator Redneck's reckless and extreme tantrum continues to hurt our troops and national security more and more by the day. And so does the corruption propelled by the dysfunctional two-party duopoly, but also by individuals in particular like, wouldn't you know it, Senator Tommy Tuberville. So, I told you there'd be new shit every week, right? Well, there's new shit this week. Senator Tommy Tuberville has disclosed $250,000 in futures trading in corn, wheat, soy, and cattle. All while he influences agricultural policies. Yes, that's right, folks. Tuberville, who sits on the Senate Committee for Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, reported multiple agricultural trades through June and July, all in the range of $1,000 to $15,000. Now, this isn't the first time Coach Tuberville, what his staff calls him in their statements, has been targeted over his trades. Back in 2021, before he was real famous, he violated federal transparency laws when he failed to properly disclose trades worth more than $1 million on time. I've told you, he has no integrity. This is not a glitch. This is who he is. Now, in fairness, several other members of Congress this year have run into trouble disclosing various stock trades as federal law requires. And it includes Democrats and Republicans, like Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein from California, or Tom Malinowski, a representative from New Jersey and a Democrat, or Representative Pat Fallon, a Republican from Texas, Republican Dan Crenshaw, also a Republican of Texas, Republican Blake Moore, a Republican of Utah, and Sean Patrick Maloney, a Democrat from New York. So the corruption and the failure of integrity is truly bipartisan. Because all trading of stocks in Congress should just be outlawed. But since both parties do it, 
They protect each other's corruption. It's another example of how the two-party system is failing us all. But of course, Tuberville is leading the way in one despicable area. Every week, it's a new example of Senator Redneck's total lack of integrity. And I'm still waiting for the first senator of either party to call for Tuberville to resign. The lack of action on this from both parties is ridiculous and cowardly. Right now, hundreds of military families are stuck, not knowing where their kids are going to start school, where their mom or dad will be stationed, and what's going to happen next. So I'm going to stay on Tuberville. I'm going to keep a focus on him and on other stories and topics that need to stay on your radar in these final summer days of 2023. And an issue you need to track on. Beneath all the Trump madness, the devastating wildfires and hurricanes and floods, Taylor Swift taking over the world, and Barbie Heimer, or whatever it's called, is of course the American insurgency, which remains our number one national security threat and continues to take lives. If you didn't hear the story, 27-year-old radical domestic terrorist Travis Ikaguchi shot a woman named Laura Ann Carlton, who was 66 years old last week, after yelling homophobic slurs at her about her store's pride flag. This was in San Bernardino County, California. So this guy shot her and killed her for flying a pride flag. She had nine kids. And this guy was a far-right conspiracist. Wouldn't you know it? He fled the scene. But police tracked him down later, and they found him with an unregistered semi-automatic handgun before he was shot in a lethal force encounter. Now, this guy had posted anti-gay and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and followed and reposted radicals like Jordan Peterson and Matt Walsh. But the review of his social media shows that he had fully embraced a wide range of conspiracy theories, from claiming that the 9-11 attacks were staged to suggestions that former First Lady Michelle Obama is a man, to denying climate change. He also, of course, posted content imposing gun control measures. He spent most of his time online sharing anti-LGBTQ content, posting right-wing madness and fringe stuff from networks like OWN, One America News, which is like to the right of Fox and Newsmax. But his pinned tweet, posted in June, simply showed a rainbow flag on fire, with the caption, what to do with the LGBTQP flag. The threat is real, rising, and coming in many forms. But lone, violent actors are the most likely and most dangerous. This guy was a card-carrying member of the American insurgency. And there are others who remain the number one national security threat to our country. And they're another reason we all need to stay vigilant. And just like the American insurgency, the other story that we cannot afford to let fall away is, of course, Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> 
if you haven't heard this breaking news, the head of the Wagner military mercenary group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was killed in a plane crash in Russia, along with nine other people. Now, this should surprise nobody. This is the same Prigozhin who tried to stage a coup against Putin just a few weeks ago. And this is exactly the kind of thing that Putin does as he continues to solidify his power and remove any opposition. But on the other side, there's good news. Denmark and the Netherlands announced this week that they will supply dozens of F-16 fighters to Ukraine. A major step. And Ukrainian drones continue to hit Moscow and other Russian cities. And all this comes at a critical time. As Ukraine's historic, highly anticipated counteroffensive hits a critical crossroads. Despite the influx of Western tanks, armored vehicles, and custard bombs, they're not making the progress they want. And so Zelensky's turning up the heat. And he met just today with a bipartisan U.S. Senate delegation of Lindsey Graham, Richard Blumenthal, and Elizabeth Warren. That must have been interesting. But Zelensky tweeted about it, and he thanked Joe Biden and both parties and both chambers of Congress and the American people for standing with Ukraine. Because U.S. support for Ukraine's F-16 coalition is vital. Because America must rally the world. And America can still rally the world and stand up for our friends and set a positive example. Too often, we've fallen short for our Ukrainian allies. And we fell short at the U.S. Women's Soccer World Cup. But there's another huge annual summer event that's showing the best of what America and the unity America can create is really all about. And it's the Little League World Series. Out in the sandlot, he was king at the plate. He kept his eye on the ball and sealed the bitch's face. And every time he'd stand on deck, you'd hear him say, Load up the bases, fire up the crowd. The Little League World Series in Pennsylvania is one of the best sports tournaments every single year. As much fun and inspiration as March Madness or the World Cup or anything else. And this year, it's definitely better than watching my Yankees. But it's 10, 11, and 12-year-olds from all across America and all around the world. From places like the Czech Republic, Mexico, and Japan. All playing their guts out. Giving it their all. Showing fun and joy and the spirit of the game. And at the end, shaking hands. Playing a uniquely American sport in a uniquely American environment. And it shows us what summer and what America can really be all about when it's at its best. But it is hard, it's still the same. Man, he loves this game. He says, load up the bases, fire up the crowd, let's clear out the dugout. And I just think the country is at its best this time of year. It's nice to be out and about no matter where you are in the last couple weeks of August. And when you're out there, you might hear some good stuff. And it's official. The new Post Malone album is now definitely my favorite record of the summer. It's so good in so many ways. I told you about it before. And it's just perfect for so many different vibes. And I'm playing it constantly. If you still haven't given the whole thing a listen, please do. 
I highly recommend it. And it includes great tracks like this one. I thought I was strong enough. Got a lot of shit to say. Couldn't fit it in the chorus. I just left Wally, spent a Maserati. The way I got a flex, you think I did Pilates. I call my quote-unquote friends. Do you got plans? Turns out everyone's free when the dinner is. Then they drag me to a party out in Malibu. While you're listening out there, check for the hashtag, look for the helpers on Twitter, and share your helper stories with me. Be sure to check us out on every social media platform and go to independentamericans.us, where you can also support this show by joining our Patreon community. Be a part of this. Help us keep it going, because independents are the future. We are not alone in our independence, especially as this election hits another gear. America's more divided than ever, but we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are trying to be like the Little League World Series, adding light to contrast the heat of all the other crap that's out there. So if you're among the now 49% of Americans who are independent, this is your show. But Republicans, Democrats, independently curious people, you are all welcome here. Come and join our ballpark and be a part of the excitement, the energy, and the positivity. Our independent movement is the hope for the future. And it's the summer buzz we all want to keep going. Because summer ain't over yet, people. I watched the debate so you don't have to. But don't miss the Little League World Series or the new Post Malone album or the last few precious days of summer. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it far and wide and invite your friends to declare their independence. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And hope is the oxygen of democracy. A hope that you can see on the faces of every kid and parent and spectator watching the Little League World Series. So stay vigilant. And know you're not alone and you're vigilant. We are all in this together. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin. Slava Ukraine. Enjoy these final weeks of summer and stay vigilant, America. Powered by Righteous Media.